0: You are now listening to The Big Data Beard. Hi, everybody. This is Corey Minton with The Big Data Beard, and we are back with another edition of The Big Data Beard podcast as part of the road trip to Splunk.conf19. And we are in Nashville, Tennessee, at dell technologies campus here just outside the airport so if you hear planes going over don't be alarmed we are okay but i've got my buddy kyle prins joining us on the podcast kyle how you doing brother doing good man how are you i'm awesome sitting in the sun enjoying a little bit of weather outside the rv today if we were inside it's a little bit hot in there so i'm glad we're not there george and Dwayne joining us from the splunk trust welcome george and Dwayne. how you doing boys doing all right good how are you all right so let's get started Dwayne, tell us a little bit about you and what you do.
1: All right. So uh, I tend to call myself a reforming sysadmin. Okay. Um, I spent a lot of time at IBM doing IT op stuff, um, expense reporting stuff. Really not the most glamorous stuff, but it was fun. Um, then a few years ago, a buddy of mine, Jason, convinced me, you know, all the stuff that you do, really, you could pivot that to security pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And, hey, look, we're hiring. So I wound up going to a, a small consultancy, uh, Defense Point Security, uh, almost five years ago now. Okay. Uh, and they kind of threw me in you know, neck deep doing Splunk PS stuff. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, going out to mostly public sector customers and helping them solve problems. Um, and along the way ran into george and drug him over to defense point and now here we are um what a month and a few days into defense points full integration into accenture federal
2: very nice all right how about you yeah well i've been using splunk for what over 10 years i guess old school bro Uh, yeah yeah i remember es 2.0 Wow. Yeah, I know where way the skeletons Yeah, I know where the skeletons are. <laughs>
1: nice.
2: Um and then when Dwayne brought me over to defense point, I supported a commercial customer. Okay. And when I started, literally the first trip out to that customer was the first day we bumped them over 1 terabyte per day. Uh-huh. And by the time I left them back in March, it was well over 20 terabytes per
1: day. Wow.
2: the ES and everything. That's big.
1: Wow. Nice. Yeah. And George is one of the original Splunk IoT people. Oh, Splunk um, IoT. He's oh. got a really, really old blog post about using Splunk to monitor washing machines and dryers yeah. in an apartment complex.
2: Yeah, the running joke is Splunk the laundry. Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to. I was working for two years at uh, UAB down in Birmingham uh-huh. Yeah. on the security team there to do Splunk and security. And I had a little work apartment during the week and they used, that's one of the services that is common to college campuses. Uh And so since I did not know what the best time to do the laundry would be in this building, took a Raspberry Pi and then I would scrape the mobile site for the laundry room and then drop that into Splunk and then watch the patterns. (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then when Heck came out, because yeah. I was uh, friends with Glenn Block, the guy, the PM that was over Heck at the time, I rewrote that uh, my code to use Heck, yeah. all from the Pi with a with a Python class, and I called it, uh, uh, dry hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Splunk, you know, splunking uh, the Laundry Splunk too. hard. Yeah, <laughs> Splunking the Laundry too, and that blog post is still up there. So,
0: That's yeah. awesome. Oh, so man. you were doing IoT with Splunk before it was cool. You like the yeah. Barbara Mandrell yeah. of Splunk IoT before it was cool. All right, so uh, for those of you who are joining us on the, uh, the YouTube, you can see that these two fine gentlemen uh, have a, a hat on that is uh, not a normal hat you see every day in Nashville. <laughs>
3: uh give us a little bit of understanding a cowboy hat yeah, <laughs> the shelf when yeah. we're at home. That's right. You yeah. wear yeah.
0: this every day. This is awesome. No, so no, tell no. us a little bit about this fez. What
1: is what's the deal with the fez? Oh, all right. So we got to wind the clock way 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 back. I like it. Um really early on, you know, like 2010, 2011, a lot of Splunk's community stuff was Really, kind of word of mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, Answers really didn't exist yet. You know, Answers was just coming out, um, and there was an IRC channel. Yeah. And there was a lot of folks on the RC channel, some of the really old-school Splunk support people, Splunk engineers. Uh, you know, Amrit was one of the folks who was on there, uh, Octavio, and a few of the other really old-school folks. Um, and the person that was kind of running the community efforts was uh, Rachel Perkins. Okay. And Rachel at the time was in charge of all of the Splunk documentation stuff. She was the person over the docs team and kind of got the, running the kind of community 1.0 as, you know, hey, we'd like you to go do this thing. Yeah. And so for a while, you know, she was, uh, you know, she would take folks in the community and we would get together at comp and, you know, have a have a little happy hour and she'd start handing out t-shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the very rare t-shirt. Um, this is a Splunk Answers shirt from like, 2013 or so, there was a, you know, the the Irma Gerb meme was going a little crazy, so (laughs) we we kind of went and rolled with it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's the one, Uh, the books girl. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually she she turned, you know, her and the folks at Splunk turned that initial community into, you know, kind of, how can we build almost like Microsoft, like an MVP program for it? And that's where the Splunk Trust came from, and they kind of adopted the Fez as the, uh, the ceremonial headwear of the folks in the trust.
0: That's awesome.
1: And you know, it, it's really great for conf because folks will, you know, it's easy to pick folks out of a crowd when you've got a, a hat on that makes you a little bit taller than everyone else.
0: <laughs> that's right. So I have to ask, what's the, um, what is the plural form of Fez? Is it fezzes Is it Fez-i? Foz oh, is called Splunk Usually Trust? Fozzy? <laughs> Fozzy. I think most of us will use Fezzes. Fezzes, okay. Yeah. I was hoping it was I, but that's too bad. So the Splunk Trust, right, is the community that uh, you guys are, uh, and gals are the folks that are super engaged, super involved in helping progress people's knowledge of Splunk.
1: How, how does one become a member of the Splunk Trust today? Well, I'm going to go back to something Rachel said a long time ago. Okay. Um, the first time that we, we the, the first group of trust people that she brought in, the, the statement she used was they're not always the smartest people in the room, but they are the most helpful.
2: And, that's a good way and, that. and that's the criteria we use, right? So usually in the summer, they open up nominations. So you can, mm-hmm. someone else can nominate you through the website. And, uh, and usually Splunk will blog that, mm-hmm. you know, that it's open. Or you can even nominate yourself and all that. Okay. And, you, and you reference like answers, uh, what used to be RC, now, Slack, mm-hmm. mm. uh, blog posts, the things that you do to help the community. You do not User have groups to be, is a big one. Yeah, user groups is another big one. You don't have to be all of them, mm-hmm. right? You just yeah. have to be active and helpful. Okay. I mean, yes, a lot of us have been around a really long time, yep. so we know the product.
0: <laughs> we'll take a twenty-second time out. <laughs> helicopter.
2: I didn't see coming. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Maz doesn't crash. And this is the beauties of a live show. Yeah, right, right, and <laughs> by the airport. That's right. Yeah, um, but you don't. A lot of us obviously do know the product really well because we've been around, and all of us have our own areas of expertise, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Um, and so. Like when you come to Conf and if you come to the Ask the Experts area, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what you're asking, one of us may go, well, I don't know that, but hold on, let me go get Dwayne yeah. or Martin yeah. or yeah. whoever, right? And they'll go grab them and pull them over. So it's really all about how helpful you are. And so when we look, the the current Stru- 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 uh, Splunk Trust members will vote on the list of the people who have been nominated. Okay. And, then Splunk will do a final review and stuff like that. But okay. what we look at is how helpful you are with the community.
3: Now, Splunk Trust has been around for a few years. Has it grown
1: as well? Or is it capped uh, at a certain number? Or? Doubled, almost tripled, I think. Wow. So what are we up to now? 70-something? Um, I was going to say the, when they do the induction at comp, there's probably going to be ballpark of 70. Wow. And the the first year it was like 25, 26. Okay. And
3: is this an an annual membership? So you have to get reelected every year? Yep. Yep. So so it's not just you earn it and then
2: you're set for life. The initial crowd, Rachel just sort of tapped everyone that was active, right? But after that, it, you know, sort of becomes self-sustaining nominations and Mm. the existing crew votes and you know, yeah. we've had a few people roll off. We've had some people that are Splunk Trust members that have gone to work for Splunk.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A whole and, bunch of those lately. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of those. Uh, and they become honorary. They're still part of the trust, yeah. but they're not formally in the trust. Right. Right. So you'll see a lot of those. Interesting. So you mentioned Answers a number of times, and, and, I, and we're the
0: community around Splunk I think is interesting. But for those who don't know what Answers is, tell us about what this Answers program is
1: and why it's critical to people adopting Splunk. I, I want to say it's like Stack Overflow, okay. but without all of the harsh downvotes on everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's nicer than Stack Overflow? Okay. I, I don't want to say nicer, but, yeah. you know, we, you know, unless, an, unless an answer is just, you know, egregiously wrong, folks tend not to just downvote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Pablo is one of the folks at Splunk he works on the community team and part of you know he's got a whole team of folks that kind of help shepherd answers and mm-hmm. and you know make sure the site's up make sure it's working right. um make sure that we don't have anybody being you know just obvious jerks and answers uh yeah. there's a whole kind of background of community folks that uh that act as moderators for folks putting up just either really bad or oh no I accidentally put PII in a question and you know we need mm-hmm. somebody to, to moderate that out yeah. or you know other strange things like for a for a while there there was a whole bunch of folks that were spamming it with uh, like love guru stuff <laughs> <laughs> nice and a lot of work went into filtering
0: that garbage out gotcha so so it's not just the smart smartest people in the room; it's the helpful folks exactly that are using the tools that are kind of standard to the community now: Slack, Answers, and Conf, and user groups. But I'm curious: what's in it for you? Like, wh- why are you being helpful? What What do you see as the benefit in being that helpful person besides just getting a sweet, you know, hat? Like, what's in it for you for doing this?
1: <laughs> well, uh, you want to go first, George?
2: Uh, well, I mean, we we do get the fun of you know doing things like a comp where like last year we did it and we're doing it this year where a lot of the people in the asked the expert area will be the Splunk Trust. Mm -hmm. And there is some fun in like, for example, I had one lady that came up and she was having problems with KV store and she saw odd behavior where they were putting results to the lookup, but then it would like vanish shortly after Mm -hmm. and, and I'm kind of like the KV because st- that's a big part of ES, and I went. Actually, I know exactly what that is and which comp file to go in because I solved this like three weeks ago.
0: Oh, nice! Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: so it's that literally benefit. right before the comp. I it's like you need to fix the op log and adjust
1: this and yeah. that'll
2: stop that behavior.
1: So there's some fun in that, certainly. Yeah. yeah, and for me, you know, I always go back to when when I started with Splunk. I had you know a bunch of really old school Splunk folks help me get started. You know, Amrit, Octavio, uh, Ginty, you know, a bunch of the folks, you know, they were part of it was their job, but they were really invested in helping customers be successful. And just, you know, it's always a great feeling to show up at comp and have somebody you, you don't really even recognize walk up and go, hey, you know, you uh, you really helped me out with uh, this issue I was having on with Splunk last year. And I really appreciate that. That is a good feeling. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, and I think occasionally it leads to you know free whiskey at comp too. So
0: that's always <laughs> great. <laughs> when somebody will buy you a drink in Vegas, it's not a small investment. That's a that's a good thing.
2: And an- another benefit too is, that as the Splunk Trust has matured the past few years, Splunk itself is a you know leveraging us more. So Splunk Trust will often get invited to uh, have meetings with product managers and stuff like that, where we actually give feedback. On yep. the products yeah. directly, okay, um, you know stuff like that. So
1: that's yeah. that's all at, fun. At one point, Doug gave us the mandate of keep us honest.
0: That's wow. a good. That's a good mandate from a CEO. Yeah, all
1: right. Listen to the voice of the customer, and you
0: guys are like the, you're like the epicenter of the voice. Of the customer, you're the ones that are deepest in it. So that's a good mandate. So you you get to do this sp- stuff at you know Splunk Conf, and that's fun. But in your day job, like what are you guys doing at now? What now is Accenture Federal? Uh, what what is your role there, and what are you excited about in terms of Accenture Federal? What they're delivering to customers?
1: Well, you know, George and I recently started working on the same project, so you know that was that was a change for both of us. It was pretty cool. Um, we're working on the the official name is Managed Detection and Response. Okay. So it's basically you know really targeted for federal customers, take Splunk, Phantom, some other tools, uh, roll it all up, put a really smart sock using those tools and be able to, you know, our our CTO likes to refer to it as data in intelligent analysis out. Okay. So we don't just go, here customer, here's a here's a ton of alerts, mm-hmm. you know, go go deal with them. You know, the the SOC, we've got a a 24-7 SOC in San Antonio, and they are, you know, they are working every day to go in and find things in customer networks, figure out the right way to triage it, and be able to hand that customer, who may not be as technical as we are, Mm -hmm. you know, here's exactly what you need to do to go remediate the security issue.
0: Okay, very cool.
1: And, you know, really, on the back end, you know i i'm working to keep the the infrastructure up and running and so on and so forth and you know george is more on the what the content
2: es trying to organize the whole thing and bring all the different pieces together whether it's helping our folks that do the onboarding with you know the best and optimal ways to onboard to feed the searches so the searches can then feed the playbooks and then to make the playbooks smarter to make the SOC analysts' jobs actually less stressful and easier so you can make Phantom, you know, act like a tier one analyst and do some of that work for them Mm -hmm. so you can have the analyst focus on the more you know interesting things
1: yeah. yeah the the real goal for the analyst is to make sure that when they get an alert to to triage the phantom has already done all the hard work of establishing the context around it
0: okay so sponge made a bunch of acquisitions lately i mean uh, is there any of them besides phantom and some of the later ones anyone any of them that you're really excited about
1: I kind of have a love-hate relationship with VictorOps. Okay. It's really great because it keeps us on our toes and makes sure that when we do have service problems that somebody is paying attention to it. Uh-huh. He says
2: that because it calls him in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the downside to it. Yeah, that's all right. We've got
0: – so Brett set up uh, some VictorOps alert in for us on the IoT bathroom in here. Oh, dear. And uh, it's been it's been it's going it's going crazy on when people don't wash their hands,
3: <laughs> it's losing its mind. About thirty nine man me. alerts per uh, missed wash hands, yeah. I believe. Yeah, It's, it's
0: wild. Well, that's cool. So uh, are you guys presenting at Conf this year? Not
1: this year. Lucky. Well, <laughs> we, you know, we we had a, a two or three year run there. And that was actually kind of where our collaboration started was on a Conf Talk. Nice. Um,
2: you, you want that quick story? Oh, I do want to hear it. Yeah. This. Let's so on that was the year that the Fezzes first came out, but before small Trust existed. Okay. And Dwayne's name in Slack and IRC is Duck Fezz. Yeah. So knowing, well, I convinced Dwayne to do a talk. Uh-huh. And he hadn't done much public speaking. None. At that time. Okay. Right? And I'm like, okay. I, and I've done plenty of it. I did podcasting since, you know, back when we hand-coded RSS feeds. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, hey, we'll do a joint talk. Yeah. That'll help you get comfortable and all that. So I didn't warn him to break the ice. I pre-arranged with Rachel to make sure we got our fezzes early. Nice. And then I bought a rubber duck bill off of Amazon and hit it in the podium. <laughs> we get up in front of the entire room and we're introducing ourselves. Uh-huh. And Dwayne is known as Duck Fez and he is now. And I made him wear the Fez during the talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I pull the duck bill up and go. He is now Duck Fez for real, and I made him wear it on his fez the entire time. Oh, top. that's awesome! And so every year after that, uh-huh. we did a talk. I did another duck thing to him at the beginning of the talk, <laughs> and so it got to the point where now he's just like, I know you're going to do something. I just don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on getting it back at some point. We're going to find some. Kyle's really good at getting people
0: back. We'll we'll, let, we'll stick him on you. Yeah, you know, oh, I
1: don't. I don't mind it. You know, I was I was tortured. <laughs> Horribly for my last name in the third grade. Now it all just doesn't matter. There you go. He's <laughs> Embrace embraced it well. Yep, that's yeah. right, man. So, is there anything you're excited about this year at Conf?
0: Like, what are you, any like either sessions or things you're excited about seeing or doing?
1: Uh, I'm really hyped for Ask the Experts. Yep. You know, the that seems to be, you know, it's the time to, to do the stuff that we do in the community and, you know, kind of like we were saying before we started, Bill O'Reilly and do it live. Yeah. <laughs> That's
3: right. Now, um, is that, uh, ask the experts, is that a formal engagement? Do we do we have to sign up to meet the experts? So, or can you can, up?
1: there is a sign-up sheet on the Conf website where you can basically make an appointment to, to talk to an expert in an area. Okay. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and we've all kind of laid out what our areas of expertise are you know if you want to talk to somebody about search optimization you you talk to martin or nick Mm -hmm. you know if you want to talk to somebody about weird math and splunk you talk to rich um you want to talk about regexes there's a there's carrie and uh, i think it's matthias um big ridiculously tall german fellow (laughs) i met him um you know they're if you get on the Slack channel, they're doing like regex challenges all the time. So if you've got this really weird regex question, then, you know, it kind of gets routed to them. Okay. Um,
3: now, it's the Slack channel, it, that's not just Splunk Trust only, right? Oh, the, no, You guys no, no, are no. accessible
1: via public Slack channels? Yeah, it's uh, Splunk User Groups.slack.com. Okay. Um, there's about six thousand ish
0: people in it. Wow. That's a brilliant community. That's I, honestly that's one of the things that we one of the reasons why we have so much fun with you know going to comp is that it's that vibrant community tons of people super engaged and this year's going to be massive. Like they're saying like twelve thousand plus wow. people at Splunk off. Now what, what was your first comp? What year? Uh twenty
1: eleven. Twenty eleven, wow. okay. Both, Somewhere right around Yeah, that the probably. last one in San Francisco. Wow. wow. Okay. Oh yeah mine would have been right after that. Or the most recent one in San Francisco, I
0: should say. <laughs> yeah, the most recent one. Nice. So we, uh, we this whole idea of the Splunk Trust, I think, is it's like you said, Microsoft has done it before. But if you had to say like just in one kind of summary statement, why is the Splunk Trust so different and cool by comparison to all the other cool technology groups out there? Besides the headwear? <laughs> oh, and don't you have capes too? Are there? What is there? Capes? There, there are capes. Are some capes? Is that a special like like super secret reason you get a cape?
1: Um, that was so that goes back to Rachel again. Yeah. Uh, Rachel and another another dude, uh, Dave Paper, who works at Splunk now. Okay. Um, and it started as an IRC meme where Dave was like, "You know what we really need? We need Splunk capes." <laughs> and Rachel didn't tell anybody that she was doing it okay. until. Until packages started arriving at people's houses with capes in them. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she originally, it was like it was really hard to find a supplier. Uh-huh. So she only made like 20 of them. Okay. And I think that those 20, other than people that have made their own, are basically all there are in existence. That's wow. awesome.
0: So I got to tell you a funny story. My first conf, I think it was 2012 uh, when it was at the MGM. And I was super excited because about three months prior to that, I had just started using Splunk because I was an engineer for uh, Isilon, one of the Dell okay. Isilon products. I was an SC here and I had a bunch of customers that were, you know, basically had these big storage environments and they'd call me and they'd be like, hey, something's wrong. And I would I'd, inherently, I'd always run the same kind of easy gather info, like log capture. And I was using like Wireshark and other stuff, and I was like, man, there's gotta be a better way to automate this, and I started tinkering around, and I built a way for customers to send me the outputs, and I just ran it in my own little Splunk environment. And it wasn't like an official tool we had or whatever, so I started using it, and then about, I don't know, a month later, I get an email from, like, the guy who ran engineering for Iceland. He's like, hey, it turns out marketing sponsoring this conference called SplunkConf. Does anybody know what that is or have any interest in going? (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I'd love to go. I'd love to go learn because I've just started using it. I explained what I was doing. So they sent me, and there was, like, two of us there. Ralph Wu, shout out. My boy was – From Iceland was the only one there with me. So we go, and I walk into the keynote in the MGM, and I'm excited, but I'm also simultaneously trying to do my day job on my phone. And I'm walking in, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get down the front row. It's going to be great. And I walk in, I sit down, and all of a sudden I sit down, I'm looking at my phone, and I look up, and I'm like, What? in the world is going on here and it's all you guys and your fezes and capes and stuff <laughs> and i'd sat down right in the middle of the splunk trust area and i immediately was aware i was like i don't i don't need to be here like <laughs> I mean, you I mean, don't belong wrong, here I mean, <laughs> wrong. whatever they did to get that on their head i haven't done yet i gotta go and i immediately like turned tail and ran. nobody was rude everybody was nice they didn't say anything like hey buddy get out of here you don't have your but it embarrassed me so bad to be like i have it's like you like walked into like the first class lounge and you know you belong in coach you're like <laughs> Mm -mm, I don't belong here. (laughs) So I was my first experience with the Fezzes. Well, guys, it's been fun to have you on to talk to us about the Splunk Trust, about how the community works together, and it's really about being helpful and engaging to help people adopt and learn how to use Splunk in meaningful ways. But before we let you go, we want to shift gears. We have a little section we like to call Rapid Fire, and while we've talked to you about what you do uh, at Accenture and what you're doing with Splunk, and how you're helping the Smoke Trust, we want to get to know a little bit more about you personally. So I'm going to turn it over for to Kyle for a section we like to call Rapid Fire. A lot from our guests about big data, but now it's time to get a bit personal. In a segment
3: we like to call Rapid Fire. Question number one, what is your favorite SPL command?
1: In my case, probably lookup. Look up? Yep. Any particular reason? Just the, the, so, there's so many different things you can do with it. You know, um, George and I actually did a talk on all the different crazy ways you could use Lookup. And, you know, a lot of folks don't think about their search problems as, you know, how, you know, is what I'm trying to do basically an enrichment of existing data or is it something else? And, right you know a law a really 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 old Splunk blog post by uh Alex rates kind of laid out in uh in state of the Union form some of the coolest things about lookup and that when that really stuck with me over the years
3: mm.
2: i and I'll have to add stats to that right stats. uh because and a lot of times they go together mm-hmm. like I don't know where this pattern originated answers. I swear if I could find it and kill it, I would. (laughs) But people love to do input lookup and then join. It's like, no, do your search, do a stats, and then apply your lookup Uh to get, because otherwise you're breaking the whole map reduce and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Nice.
3: Right. So we talk a lot about technology and how it's helping. What piece of technology is currently
1: making your life worse? Cars car (laughs) yeah um my daughter's car has had the exact same sensor go out like three times now no kidding yep oh man and it has led to things like you know her her calling at you know 2 a.m on a Saturday morning uh my car is dead in downtown Nashville oh no okay take an uber home I'll go down there tomorrow and lift it up in a parking lot and fix it.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I have to second that because my eldest niece had her air go out in her car uh-huh. with that. My youngest niece just got her first car. So oh, good. Oh, no. One. And then, of course, my car needed some work, too.
0: So. <laughs> Automobile All technology. three weeks straight. Which is hilarious because yesterday we had uh, Chris Burnham uh, come over and show us his new Tesla toy. Uh, that thing, that's a nice car. Yeah, that's it pretty is. Pretty
1: rad. Those are wild. Chris let me drive it once. <laughs> Kyle got to drive this car. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. It was the peak of peak of his experience oh, on this road trip.
3: It's the most exciting <laughs> thing I've done in the past. feel like there. cut off your software update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, so Splunk is known as a t shirt company that has a software problem. What is your favorite Splunk t shirt?
1: I mean, obviously Ermagerd Splunk. Ermagerd. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like data but i cannot lie because i'm an 80s guy
1: yeah that's strong. a great one yeah. a strong second though was the one i actually didn't get uh-huh. which was the data models is better than dating models <laughs> i don't <remember> that know <laughs> that's funny i didn't grab any from the pile and apparently all those went to the wind uh, i asked folks in splunk hey have you got any of those in the back room no not yeah. to be found
3: now how many uh, you guys have been around splunk for a while you, you get access to a lot how many Splunk T-shirts do you have each?
2: An entire drawer that I use for the gym these days. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: a bunch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've I've got a few that you know, like this one. I drag it out like once a year, and that's like one day at comp. And but he locks it in a safe. The rest, of it. That's absolutely, right. yeah. Keeps yeah. It locked, we appreciate right? like the being honored with
0: the presence <laughs> of the Erminger. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah th- this one was another one that Rachel put together, and I don't know if she actually ran it by marketing or not. <laughs> um, but I'm walking around 2012 at the MGM, and Eric Swan comes walking down the hallway. And he sees it and he looks and he goes, where did you get that? <laughs> I'm like, um, talk to Rachel. And he comes back by a few minutes later wearing one with a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't angry, I'm not
3: mad, I just want one. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Now, what TV show
3: are you currently binging right now? I'll admit I'm not. No, no TV? Nope. No TV. Not a TV person. Uh, I'm just not binging anything
2: right now. Okay. I'm actually re-binging Babylon 5.
1: Babylon Five. Okay, I'm kind of waiting for the second season of Lost in Space to come out. Yeah, what comes
2: out was I saw the announcement. Oh,
0: really? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, they they, they had an announcement. Awesome. I think it comes out. I want to say it's like early December. Cool. But because I saw I saw yeah. it on Twitter the other day. But that the Lost in Space season two is coming out. It's either late November, early December. But I'm I'm yeah. like you. I am. I, my wife, the first, My wife is not into sci-fi, which is challenging. I don't know how we stayed married. She hasn't. She hadn't. She doesn't like Star Wars. Which hurt my feelings, but I got her into Lost Space and she's into it. She's actually waiting with bated breath. So I'm keeping constant watch on it. Yeah, I'm waiting on
1: that one in the new season of Rick and Morty.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you. I tried
3: to get Corey into Rick and Morty. We watched about half of one episode and he looks over at me and he goes, I I
1: was like, there's something wrong with you, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Did you start him with something like interdimensional cable?
3: I. I think we just we started uh, like
0: season one episode one. I think was
3: it that was our first problem. I think
0: our interdimensional cable. All right, I'll give it a try tonight in Memphis. We're watching
3: Rick and Morty. Yep, is that the is that the episode we're going to go with interdimensional cable? That's a good one. Okay, we'll go with All that right, one. We'll do it. Perfect. We'll tweet what we think of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so Splunk Base is ever growing with Splunk Base apps. What is your favorite Splunk Base app?
1: Hmm. I've got to give a shout out to the Canadians, MetaWoot. MetaWoot. MetaWoot, uh, discovered intelligence, uh, uh, Canadian consultancy. It it kind of takes all of the uh, all of the metadata, host, source types, and so forth, and really presents kind of your data about your Splunk environment in a really cool way.
3: Oh,
2: very cool. I'm going to actually have to give a shout out to the Splunk base team right yeah Yeah. the whole push with app inspect and making that whole process easier and more things clearly labeled Mm -hmm. is so much better than it used to be yeah so rather than one specific app of course it'll be interesting to watch all the you know as python 3 starts to get adopted how many old apps get you know how they handle that
1: uh Uh, yeah Yeah. some of my
2: own (laughs) actually updated yet I was um, going to
1: say my my one app that I had on Splunk Base was silently delisted a few weeks ago. Oh, oh bummer! With RIP, it's, uh, yeah. it's all right. <laughs> it was a Base sixty four command. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so,
3: uh, if you guys are traveling at all, is there anywhere interesting that you're heading next
1: besides Comp?
3: I mean, you Touché. could just, Did you hear about the uh, Halloween party? I heard there was going
0: to be a or I should say party. search party. Yeah is a Halloween party it's that a is a place called
1: Splunkville that's what I've heard <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect they say that like they've recreated like a city and we're gonna be trick-or-treating but I'm pretty excited to see it now I, I guess the, the other question we didn't even have scripted but if you have to go as a Halloween a costume what do you what would you dress up for as uh, as a Halloween
1: costume um, that's a hard one. I was I was gonna take an inflatable T Rex costume, but oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, but then, yeah, then, uh, yeah, something about no masks.
2: Yeah, so, no, masks. no, oh, no man, face paint stuff. Yeah. Like this that. is actually a popular topic in the uh, in Slack. There is a Splunk Trust specific private uh-huh. channel, and so everyone in the Trust is knocking around, like going as horrifying SPL commands and yeah. you know things like that. Uh, awesome. I threatened
1: this morning to find a sloth costume and go as Index Equal Star. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny i don't care who you are that's i was thinking about getting one of those green guy that green outfits you know but yeah. only has a face showing so that then if anybody gets me on camera like we'll do the chroma key replacement <laughs> and i'll just just be my face just floating floating <laughs> that'd be kind of fun
3: <laughs> you know I, maybe we go as splunk trust members like make our oh. own Vez's hats or would that be a term of endearment for it I don't know. Is that culturally appropriating? Because that was one of the things that they said you can't do is
0: don't be rude to another culture. And you guys are such a special breed. So I don't know if it'd be right. You know, I think How I'd would allow
2: you... it. You would? Okay. Especially especially if you hand us whiskey first. <laughs> if, what's, if I do hand, what? Hand us whiskey first. Oh, indeed. We'll we can arrange you. that.
0: Yes. Well, guys, it has been awesome to talk with you about
1: this. so winter. much fun.
0: It has been super fun. Thanks for being uh, host to us in Nashville. And we will see you boys, and hopefully a lot of our listeners at SplunkConf in just a few weeks. Thanks for listening to the Big Data Beard podcast. Thanks for listening to the Big Data Beard podcast. This amazing adventure would not be possible without our incredible sponsors. We thank you, Dell Technologies,
3: VMware, Red River Technologies, and Keep coming. do next.